You're listening to the Kingdom Culture Church podcast. To connect with us, hop on social media or go to kingdomculturechurch.com.au. Hey, good morning, everyone. How you all going? Good. So I love, uh, who, did, who loved Father Christmas this morning? It was on the stage, the, the Father Christmas with the dodgy Russian accent. It was, it was pretty cool, pretty cool. Hey, listen, it's good to see you. My name's Rob Porter, as Anna said, our senior pastor of Kingdom Culture Church with um, my wife, Heather. It's really good to see you guys here today. And thank you for choosing to spend the Christmas service with us. It's just wonderful. We want to welcome you warmly. Uh, We believe um, that it's no accident that you're here today. We were singing Love is a Miracle. Love is a Miracle. Love is a Miracle. Hey, now we're getting there. What do I mean by that? See, the song we sung this morning, it said he gave me beauty for ashes. Love will do that for you. Joy for mourning. Love will do that for you as well. See, a miracle is nothing in itself. It's, it's an amazing event. But when Jesus performed miracles, what he was doing was he was healing a body, for example, in order that that person might connect with the Father, that they would come into relationship with him. It wasn't just about the miracle. A miracle, the word miracle means a sign. A sign points you somewhere. And you know what? The miracle of Christmas is that Jesus was born, that he could die so that we could live. Now, all these cows we've been singing, they, they say things like that. Love is nothing in itself. Do you realize that? Love is nothing in itself unless it points us somewhere, unless it spurs us to action, unless it causes us to live our lives. You know, every year they wheel out Mariah Carey, belting out, all I want for Christmas is you. I don't want a lot for Christmas there is just one thing I need I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree I just want you for my own more than you will ever know make my wish come true all I want for Christmas is you So there's an awful lot of I and me in that song. The mystery of love is that actually God has very definitely made Christmas about you. As humans, we're all looking for someone to complete us. God says at Christmas, hey, I've got just the right person to make your wish come true. I remember the first day I met Fred in Hackney in London we adopted both our children and love rose up and took me by surprise he came to the front door of the house he was in foster care in and with his foster mum and the first thing he said was he opened the front door looked at Heather's feet and went nice shoes <laughs> he's still one of the most sure aware people I know then in a hot stuffy crowded impersonal room in Guangzhou China Crowded with would-be parents and fussing babies, we first held Gabriella in our arms and time stopped for us. 
we connected with the little girl that we'd known through photographs and scant snippets of information, our hearts connected. And one unremarkable Sunday, it turned out to be remarkable, in June 1985, I literally looked across a crowded room. It was church, that made it really holy. And I met the gaze of this amazing girl with sparkling, mischievous blue eyes. And we just celebrated our 34th wedding anniversary. Thank you. You haven't got time to clap. I've only got 10 minutes. Falling in love is amazing. Living in love is a miracle. Falling in love is amazing. Living in love is a miracle because the miracle of love is not so much found in feelings of love, but love empowers us to live for others. I've planned for love in my life, for my children, for my wife, in practical ways and heart-stretching ways, and so have you. So what do we mean by that? Before we adopted our kids, we made room for them in our hearts. Before we adopted our kids, we made a room for them in our home. Occasionally, Heather would find bunches of flowers. When we were courting, she'd find bunches of flowers on her front seat. I'd write poems every now and then and notes. Occasionally, I still write a poem. I cook to see her face light up. Even when she looks me in the eyes after I've spent 45 hours making a bouffe bourguignon à la française, and she goes, lovely stew, love. (laughs) See, my point is, love is as much planned as it is fallen into. God has a plan of love for you and me. We sing peace on earth, goodwill towards men comes from the Bible. It's a beautiful thought. But after the COVID year that we've all experienced, I take a deep sigh and I'll have, I'll have a double serving of that peace on earth and goodwill. But you know, someone had to be born to die on a cross so that the promise of peace on earth and goodwill towards men could be fulfilled, could be made to happen. Christmas is all about the miracle of love. God planned Christmas, though, with Easter in his heart. The birth of Jesus was a gift of love by a compassionate father to a dying world. Do you know the Beatles, they sang, all you need is love. But what you really need is not just love, is people to be inspired by love, turned by love, live affected and purposed by love. See, love without people, or the bigger picture has without life, it's just a thought, it's just a feeling, it's just a wish. I want to love a bit more. What does that mean? If we're honest, we'll all admit we've got a wish list for this season. Everyone got a wish list, anyone? Marco's got a really big wish list. Hope I can make your dreams come true, ooh, ooh. All of us have got a general, let's have peace on earth and goodwill to all men. You know, it might be, help me handle the family dynamics this Christmas, or God, help me get my life back on track, or Lord, just let 2021 be my year. Let me, this be the year that I would find love. You know, we studied uh, Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet in my final exams at school, and um, we discussed, we dissected the text, we discussed the double meanings, the innuendos, the dialogue, the political and social comment. We discussed whether Shakespeare wrote it or a ghostwriter did. But then I saw the movie version by Frank Zeffirelli of the, of, of the play and the story was brought to life in front of my eyes. I understood with my heart what I'd previously only understood with my mind. Until I met Jesus, I knew about love. When Jesus met me, I discovered the miracle working power of love. You see, 
Love unacted upon is like the script of a play. It's just not being performed. It's just words on a page. But when love is enacted in front of your eyes, it means something. And something happens in our heart. You know, God's love not acted upon is like the one unopened Christmas present. There's always one, there you're always in our house, there always used to be one unopened Christmas present for Aunt Bessie, who you won't get to see till June. But you stuck it under there anyway. And then when you took the tree down, you stuck it in a cupboard and then you gave it to her, you know, in June. And, and uh, see, many people want to experience the peace on earth, goodwill to all men, without realizing that, the, that to experience joy, peace, the gift of love found in Jesus has to be opened. To experience these things I just mentioned is not enough to recognize love. You have to embrace love. You have to open it like a gift. You know, we're all saying, at this time of year, I want to be more caring, more loving, less stressed, more engaged in life, take better care of my family, take better care of myself. And yet we so quickly and easily fall back into judging and disengagement and unforgiveness and old habits and old feuds, don't we? Only me? You're making me feel very lonely up here. You know, it's not shocking to me that we can slip back into hate. We don't like to use that word at Christmas, but it's the truth. But it's not shocking in the sense of that we can hate. It's more shocking that we fall back into something that we know doesn't work and doesn't bring life to us. What about if we fall into love in this coming year, in this coming season? God comes up with a solution and he sends his son to deal with sin. He births him, he births him as a baby. But you know what makes me just take note is that he didn't give Jesus a head start. On sports day, when I was a kid, I was a really, really, really serious asthmatic, like could have died from it. They didn't say, this was England in the 70s, they didn't say, don't do sports day. They go, oh, in the 100 meter dash, all the asthmatics can have a 50 meter head start. So we'd be like, <laughs> and hundred kids had already overtaken me by the time I'd put the puffer to my mouth, ready for, to, go, to go into the race. God didn't give Jesus a head start. He could have. He entrusts his boy to a poor, engaged teenage couple. Joseph hadn't even got his pea plates. King Herod, in a fit of jealousy and fear, he hears that the king of kings had been born. He decides to kill every child two years and under. They have to flee into Egypt to escape that. How would that be for you, Jasmine, if Craig said to you, hey, the minute we give birth, we've got to walk to Rockhampton. <laughs> That's how far it was. And we've got to stay there for two years. I feel a prophetic word coming on. He could have been born in a palace, but he was born in a stable. Now, as I conclude my message, I just want to make three points that under, underline what God has in mind when, we, when he sent his son Jesus. John 3 verse 16 says, For God so loved the world 
that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. When John writes about love, he starts with God. For God. For God. God is the ultimate power. If you don't get the first two words right in this verse, you lose everything else. For God, the ruler of the universe, the king of kings, the lord of lords, the boss of the affairs of the whole world. He sits on the circle of the earth, the Bible says, holds all power in his hand. That God, for God, for God. Somebody say God. God. For God. The one who the Bible says records every tear that you and I ever had. God. Somebody say God. God. I'm not going to let you off. I'm not doing all the hard work this morning. For God. God. The one who turns my sorrow into a victory dance. God. The one who labours on your behalf so that things work out for your good, even when we can't even understand how they will work out for good. God, the one who holds you close in the storm, holds your hand, lifts your head up. God who puts the very breath in your lungs. He sets the stars out at night, knows every single hair on my head and knows me inside out. For his is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. He alone is God. Beside him, there is no other. There is no one like him, not in heaven or in earth. There is no competition. We didn't elect him. We cannot impeach him. He needs no, uh, he needs no permission from you or me. All his enemies, he has destroyed in one act of love for a people who didn't know how to love God. This is God. This is our God. For God. That little word for says so much, he's the ultimate power. Then it goes on to say, so loved. And this little word so also says a great deal because it's the ultimate power. So loved us to the ultimate degree. It's not that he just loved me. He so loved me. There's people in here today because it's one thing to be loved. It's another to be so loved. And there's people in here today, all of us, have a story that proves the word so. You know, there are things that you know things about yourself that nobody else in here knows that proves the degree to how much so God loved you. The very fact that you're sitting here today proves the truth that you are so loved. He so loved you. I know you've got a name, a bit of a reputation. People are impressed with you, but they don't know your real story or your background, the ancestry. They don't know the you he sees. They don't know what causes you to lift your voice in worship and cry out, what turns your heart in adoration to him. They don't know the reason you raise your hands and sing, oh Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder how great you are. It's not that he just loves me, but he so loves me. Love, the ultimate power. Love is the power behind the throne. The mystery of his majesty. For God so loved that he gave his son. We so quickly relegate love to just a feeling that comes and goes. I'm in love. I'm out of love. He loves me. He loves me not. Scripture is not just about what God did, but why he did it. Not just what he did, but why. He so loved you when you were incapable of loving back. Then he says, for God so loved that he gave. And love is the power that put the Son of of God on the cross for you and me. The power of love 
put Jesus on the cross for you and me. The power wasn't Pilate's. The power wasn't the Jewish leaders. The power wasn't Rome. The power wasn't the nails. He made the metal that made the nails that put him on the tree. He made the tree that became the cross that he was nailed on. So don't tell me that it was those things, that those powers that kept him on the tree. It was love that kept Jesus on the tree and held him there for you and I. See, God gives Jesus the ultimate gift for us, the God of love that sends his only son to teenage parents. You know, when I open my gifts on Christmas morning, may there be many, they, they, they represent the love and affection and care people have for me. Fred, the colony bought me last year, dupe or youp. Can't remember. Everyone says it's like it's running out. Um, but there's a gift available to us today that in the receiving and the opening of it never depletes. God's love for us is eternal. You know, this morning, I want to ask you, is there one more gift you need to open? The one that you've been keeping under the tree every year that you don't open. Don't go into 2021 in your own strength. Expect to get a different result because you change your heart to a heart of love. We need to take the gift of salvation this morning. It's the gift of a baby, the gift of a son. It's love that's brought us here today. Let's stand to our feet, please.